Amen. Well, it's good to be in church tonight, ain't it? What a blessing. Boy, I'm telling you, that's some good singing here this evening. And I'm sure I've been looking forward to seeing all you people. Uh, we, uh, I, I've been hearing the good reports about these people getting saved. And that's great. What you've been, what you've been hearing this week, I, I feel like uh, uh, you've been to a ball game, you know, and if somebody scores a touchdown, everybody's out there. Uh, hollering and screaming and everything, and and there's always a bunch of little boys goes out there and throws the ball around after it's over, and everybody's talking. And leave. That's the way I feel. Following uh, the preacher you've had this week, I mean, one of the greatest preachers I ever heard in my life, Doctor Kidd. And so, uh, well, but got the same God. And that's the good part. Amen. Same book. Amen. Amen. Same belief. Right, right. And so, praise God for it. Now we thank the Lord for being here tonight. I'll say a couple of things right quick. And as Gary said, get a big crowd here on Wednesday night. Uh, so I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. All these folks, uh, Wallace, these folks come from Wimpson. And uh, uh, we're going over there. I'm going over there tomorrow to Mingo County to visit my kin folks. So if, if I'm not back tomorrow night, Hunter will have to take my place. Uh, yes, sir, he does. He's ready. Uh, but the bloody, they don't call it Bloody Mingo for nothing. And that's where I, I, all my dad was raised. And uh, my mom and dad got married in Inez, Kentucky. Uh, from, uh, by a woman, Justice of the Peace. And mom always, mom wasn't a 17. And uh, she was down in North Carolina. And, and uh, my oldest sister was born there and, and, and around Kermit. Daddy took off. She didn't see him two or three days. And she said, I'm taking my baby and go back to North Carolina. And... Uh, about three days later, he showed up, and they lived there the rest of their life and raised me. So, thank God <laughs> I wasn't born in Kermit. Uh, but uh, uh, might not be standing here tonight, I can tell you that. But uh, anyway, uh, we're looking forward to that. they got some boys on the way up here. Let's see here. In about 20 minutes, when they get out of church down there, uh, some of the young preachers are headed up here. They'll be here about 12 o'clock tonight. Uh, DJ, Ethan, them guys are coming uh, at while. And so they'll be with us tomorrow night and Friday night. I think they was up here to watch night service. Run that right by the game. Is that what it was? New Year's Eve, something. Like a youth, a youth service y'all had. And so uh, we're, I'm glad they're going to get to come. And glad Kelly got to come. And and Molly and Frankie. They haven't been here in a couple of years. And uh, we good to see all of our friends. Uh, Noah, all y'all, uh, all y'all people hither and thither and young. But uh, anyway, I want to say. Now, uh, here's what we want to do. Here's what I felt like the Lord put on my heart. Friday night, we're going to push for a big soul winning night. Friday night. Amen. And I'm going to be uh, preaching on the subject, it ain't coming, it's here. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get up and preach, boy, bad times are coming, bad times are coming. Preach that for 30 years. But we don't say they're coming now. Yeah. they here. Right. Listen, y'all, we're, we're living... <laughs> We're living in a messed up world, people. In case you ain't noticed it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Up is down. Down's up. Sideways is right. I mean, uh, right's wrong. Wrong. Have y'all noticed that? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And uh, listen, when I, when I went to school, if you went to school and told them you was a cat, that put you in a nut house. Really? There was, I mean, if I went and said, teacher said, what's two and two, Danny? Meow. <laughs> they said, whoa, boy. We're going to put you in a rubber room somewhere where you can't hurt yourself. That's true. And I'm not making fun of nobody, y'all, but 
Listen, you know now, if you're against that, you're the mean person. We're the crazy ones now. Hey, you can't help that kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a miracle of God straighten somebody out things like that. Have kitty litter in this classroom, Brother Gary. I mean, it's crazy. And, and it's, it's unbelievable. So, uh, we're going to be dealing with all that stuff and the signs of the times, what's going on in the world, uh, what's happening, oh, Elon Musk and the brain chip to put in your skull to connect your brain and your body to the computer. It's true. It doesn't happen. I'll show you that Friday night uh, with all the signs of the times. Uh, the UFO disclosures that come out last week is all everybody's talking about. That's not an accident. We're being conditioned. We're being conditioned to accept the Antichrist when he shows up. When them things land on the White House lawn, buddy, and he steps out and says, Peace unto thee. Uh, I got, and he can, heal, he can heal every kind of disease there is. And his disciples, them ten kings that follow with him, be him and one more, and ten of them, that's twelve, like Jesus had twelve. And they, they go around healing everybody of everything, buddy. You, 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 better, you better sit with your feet untangled, and your bills paid, and your heart right. And so I'm going to be preaching on that video presentation Friday night. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a mental note right now. My cousin, that guy lives down the road for me, uh, my, my sister, my mom, my dad, and get it in your head, I'm going to get them to come Friday night. Boy, I'd like to see this a place packed full of out Saturday, uh, Friday night and, uh, and get people saved, wouldn't you? We better do it while we can. Better quit fooling around and do it while we can. So uh, uh, I'll be doing that Friday night. So you be making a note of who you're going to try to bring. And uh, if uh, we'll pack them in here and I believe we'll have a great time in the Lord. Okay? All right. Take your Bible. Turn to uh, Romans chapter number four, 13. Romans chapter 13. Tonight, I want to read you some scripture here. Bring you the message I feel like the Lord laid on my heart. I've been thinking about it for two or three days now. And here in Romans chapter 13, uh, the Bible says in verse number 11. That's verse number 11. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 11. And that, knowing the time, I know the time we're living in, that now... It is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and walk, uh, let us walk honestly. Verse 13. Put on the armor of light. Verse 13. Let us walk honestly in the day. Not in riot and in drunkenness. Not in chamber and in wantonness. Not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You look back at verse number 11. It said, knowing the time. Knowing the time. You can be seated. I want to preach tonight on the subject, what time is it? What time is it? You do well tonight. To know what time it is on God's clock. What day we're living in on God's calendar. And we, uh, the Bible said back there in the Old Testament, He had some guys back there that, had, that, uh, that could understand the times. We need some people tonight as Christians to understand the times that me and you are living in. And, and I do. And, and many of you do. The time. What time is it? 
Now, I want to say just a, a very few things tonight. I've got some things to uh, give you here this evening. And uh, I, I want to say thing about our country. We're living in a bad time. Somebody wrote this the other day, and I thought I'd pass it on to you. The Titanic America. This is comparing the United States of America to the Titanic. A great comparison there. You know, that thing's the biggest boat ever built. Most expensive thing that the world ever seen. And they took off that, buddy. God couldn't sink that thing. I, I, they shouldn't have said that, should they? Uh, that's a bad, that's a wrong thing to say. Uh, but the America tonight is a pictured by the Titanic. And he said this, I never dreamed that I would have to face the prospect of not living in the United States of America. At least not the one I've known all my life. I've never wished to live anywhere else. This is my home. I was privileged to be born here. Today I woke up and as I had my morning coffee, I realized that everything is about to change. No matter how I vote, no matter what we say, it's something evil has invaded our nation and our lives are never going to be the same. I've been confused about the hostility of family and friends. I look at people I've known all my life and, and so hate-filled with opinions that they'd never express on their own. I think we have entered into the twilight zone. We have become a nation that has lost its collective mind. You cannot justify the insanity. If a guy, if a man pretends to be a woman, you are required to pretend with him. Somehow, it's un-American for the census to count how many Americans are in America. It's un-American to count how many Americans are in America. That you're not being inclusive if you do that. Uh, Russians' influence in the elections are bad. But illegals voting in our election is good. Amen. 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 People who have never been to college should pay the debt of people who have been to college and took out huge loans for their degrees. Illegal immigrants with tuberculosis and polio are welcome, but you have to have your dog vaccinated or they won't even let you have it in your neighborhood. The, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you cheat to get into college, you can go to prison. But if you cheat to get into the country, you get to go to college for free. Somebody nuts, buddy. People who say there's no such thing as gender are demanding a female president. Other countries we see going socialist and collapsing, but for some reason it seems like a great plan to us. Some people are held responsible for things that happen before they were born, and other people are not held responsible for things that are doing right now. Criminals are caught and released to hurt more people, but if you stop them, it's bad because you're violating their rights and pointing out all this hypocrisy somehow makes you a racist. Nothing makes sense anymore. No values, no morals, no stability. People are dying from a Chinese virus, but if you say it's a Chinese virus, that makes you a racist. Everything's gone crazy. We are clearly living in an upside-down world where right is wrong and wrong is right and moral has become immoral and uh, where good is bad and bad is good. Where killing murderers uh, is wrong, but killing unborn babies is okay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, wake up America. The great unsinkable ship, the Titanic America, has hit the iceberg and it's only a matter of time until it goes down. I'm going to tell you something here tonight, people. Uh, The only hope for our country tonight is not in the White House. The only hope for our country tonight is not in any political party whatsoever. The only hope for our country tonight is not in the Republicans or the Democrats or getting my guy or your guy or somebody in of it. The the only hope for our country tonight is not in the schoolhouse or in the university. The only hope this country has tonight is for people just like sitting right here in this church house tonight is in God's house when God's people get right with God, start praying, Start doing right. That's the only hope we got. And I'm telling you, it's time to wake up. Brother, it is time to wake up. I'll say a few things about it this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say, uh, first of all, it is time to perk up. Bible said, what time is it? It's time to perk up. Most churches, if you looked at them spiritually tonight, look like got a little Z's coming out the top of them. Where everybody's in there asleep, you know, uh, sitting there sound asleep. Uh, and I, and I, I mean, telling you, brother, our church is dead as four o'clock. Lord have mercy. If somebody shouted and love them church, half of them have a heart attack. I, I'm telling you, they go in there, uh, they look like something. Their mother-in-law moved in with them last week uh, to stay for good. And uh, uh, it's pitiful. It's pitiful. I heard about that church, that one church. It, it got so dead. Uh, it, it got so dead that, and quiet that a, a woman died. Died right there in the church. Yeah. Service. And so somebody called the, the EMS. And here they come the workers in. They carried four women out before they got the right one. <laughs> they, they couldn't do it. They all like you know, like I was in a coma or something. And you ever seen them up here? And that's time to perk up, people. This ain't no time to be sitting around dead at four o'clock. This ain't no time to be backslid and not come to revival meeting and not uh, get on fire for God. Look, people, uh, the devil's coming in the back window and 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 the, and the world going to hell and churches are drying up. It is time to perk up. It is time to perk up. It is time to perk up. I said that one old woman one time. She uh, uh, she shouted everywhere she went, and she didn't care where. I she care where she went. She shouted. I mean, you just say Jesus. And she started jumping up and down. And one Sunday, uh, it, it had uh, something happened to her little church, and they wasn't having service. And so she went and bi- went stumbled in this big old big shot downtown church where it was dead than four o'clock. And uh, she sat down about right here where this sister's sitting right here. And uh, she's just sitting there like that. You know, and about that time, uh, the choir got up. And there's all, every one of them had on a dress. You ever seen them in churches? Me and all of them have on a dress. Looks all the same color. And they, and they come out, out there at the choir like that. And they started singing. And, uh, and they said something about Jesus was in one of the songs. Big, dignified, big shot church. All the doctors, all the rich people in town. Everybody, everybody sitting there. And she jumped on and went, and them people like to die. They look like, oh my God. Who, who in the world is that pitiful, breast-beating, redneck old woman coming in here uh, messing up our beautiful church? And, and, and uh, they said something about Jesus and she jumped up. Ah! 
Well, the big dignified reverend uh, who was sitting over here uh, with his honey, he sort of punched one of the guys and said, get her out of here. Get her out of here. we got doctors and lawyers in here. She's going to offend them. And our offering's going to be down this week. Get her out. And, uh, and so the usher went to him and said, now calm down, ma'am. Calm down now. And boy, the more they did that, the louder she shouted. And the next thing you know, they said something about uh, Jesus or heaven like that. And she went, wow! And the preacher hit her out. So the ushers went down there and grabbed her like this right here. And one of them grabbed her under one arm and one of them grabbed her another arm and they picked her up and she went out the door her feet just going like that right there off the ground and somebody heard her she went out the door she said praise the Lord she said when Jesus come into Jerusalem he came in on one donkey but she didn't say donkey and I got two I'm telling you, brother, that's what a lot of churches need. A lot of them need somebody to just go down there. You know, I like what the, is, is there such a thing as the First Baptist of Wharton? It's probably it, ain't it? Uh, but wherever you nearest First Baptist is, Madison probably got one, I bet you. Uh, you know, go down there Sunday morning and just jump right before the preacher jumps up and say, Praise God, I'm glad I'm saved. That's why it's time to perk up, people. It's time to perk up. Nobody's getting saved. People are dead. It's four o'clock. What time is it? It's time to perk up. It's time to quit playing church. It's time to quit messing around. Do you realize tonight that 2023 has seen a huge, tremendous spike in attacks and vandalism on churches? You realize there's been more vandalism on church buildings in this year than there has like the, all the last five years put together. That's not an accident. There's, there's a hatred turned against the church today. There's a, 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 it's a spirit out there. When, uh, like Madonna, the old, you know, old, that old hoe, Madonna, those sitting outside from Hollywood, she stood up there and left the microphone like this, and she said, I, I'm thinking about, well, to just blow up the White House. And that attitude has crept in across the country by, by way of rock singers and rap yeah. singers and, and yeah. YouTube. And TikTok probably is the biggest enemy uh, that our kids have tonight. That's one of the most evil, wicked, filthy things. You do know where TikTok comes from, right? It comes from China. You know that? And you know the kids in China ain't allowed to watch it? Yeah. We're the only ones stupid enough to let the kids watch stuff like that. Here in America, they have a different version of it. They can't even watch it. Don't, don't, don't dry up on me now. Y'all want me to come up here and preach. I'm telling you, they, they, give us, they give us TikTok. They give us the Wuhan flu. And, and, uh, and they give us the vaccines. And, and they, uh, they give us, uh, all, uh, they give us uh, fentanyl too. That's where the fentanyl comes from, China. They make it, send over to Mexico. They make it and bring it across the border and kill them. I'm telling you, China is not our friend. And any politician or basketball player, or LeBron James or anybody else, that flirts with China is a crook, brother. I'm telling you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that it's a bad thing. And so the attacks on churches have run. Let me just, I'll, I'll read you just a few. Attacks on churches and American Christian institutions on American souls are at an all-time high. Uh, in March 27th, that was four months ago, five, almost five months ago, March 27th, where a woman claiming to be a man, a transgendered person, stormed a private Christian school and murdered three third graders and three adults at just the tip of the iceberg. And those people were killed because they were Christians. Right here in America. 
Oh, that can never happen here. It already has and is happening. According to recent reports by the Family Research Council, criminal acts against churches have been on the rise for several years. Uh, the organization managed to testify a total of 420 documented acts of hostility that occurred in the last four years across the United States. Gun-related incidents occurred on church property the first three months of 2023, including that school in Tennessee. Also, two adults, two juveniles, shot 50 rounds from a 9mm pistol at a Mennonite church building in Missouri. The property damage was charged as a hate crime. Temple Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. A late night shooting took place in the parking lot. Sent individuals to the hospital. The first quarter of 2023, there have been, listen to me, the first quarter of 2023, 69 incidents have occurred. If this rate continues, we have the highest number of vandalism. You know what they're doing? They're breaking in churches, writing Satan rules putting 666 signs on the the altar. They're using the bathroom on the altar, ripping the pages out of the Bible and, and writing Satan 666 all over the wall. This is happening right here in our country tonight. And while we're in here fussing because we didn't get the Sunday school class we wanted or, or one of the ladies didn't speak to us last week or somebody got my parking place, some stupid something like that, the devil is trying to put our churches and unlock our kids all out of business. It is time to perk up. But it ain't no time to be playing game. Listen, hey, let me say something to all you parents here tonight. If you ever prayed, you better pray now. If you ever love God, you better love Him now. If you ever live right, you better live right now. If you ever, listen, this is, we don't, we don't have long. We're running out of time. Time to perk up. Let me say secondly tonight, it's time to pray up. It's time to pray up. You know, years ago, people used to pray. Yeah. All-night prayer meetings. People turn. When's the last time you heard an all-night prayer meeting? Pray. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah. We need it now, worse we ever have. Yeah, yeah I know people say, well, Brother Danny, I, I pray every day. And we're going out, out the window, brush their teeth, you know, I'm coming here. God bless mom, God bless daddy, and God bless her in Jesus' name, amen. And forget about it and wait and do it again the next morning. Listen, people, we need to pray. Right? We've, we're, we're a generation of Christians that's forgot how to pray. I, I know, and it's tough. Uh, the hardest thing you ever done in my Christian life is fast. That's the hardest thing I've ever done. The second hardest is praying. It's hard. Well, I mean real Bible praying. I mean when you get down and you struggle through those hindrances that would prevent you from praying. That's why Charles Spurgeon and them said it. They said you struggle through the hindrances that would prevent you from praying. What that means is you get down and you say, Oh God, please bless our revival. Please bless our revival. And then you think, Oh my goodness, I forgot I was supposed to do this. Most text so and so. And instead of getting up, you say, No Lord, bless our revival. You struggle through that. And then and first next thing you know, something says, Well, that's about enough. You're tired. You're sleepy. You struggle through that. And keep praying. You keep praying. I heard um, uh, Maze Jackson tell that story years ago. And uh, Brother Maze preaching revival down below us, about 40 miles below where we live in Shelby, North Carolina. And he said he's preaching revival uh, for a preacher, uh, Harvey, I believe he's not Harvey Phillips. And he said Harvey was a praying man. He said Harvey prayed all the time. 
You ever met any of them old saints of God that just prayed all the time? You, they'd be driving around, moving their lips. They're talking to the Lord. Uh, when they're, they're talking to the Lord, people don't do that much no more. You don't hear many people just talking to the Lord all the time now. And that's the way Harvey was. May said he, he said he stay with him one time. He said he didn't shut up. You'd hear him in his room praying. He finally took him to a motel. They couldn't get no sleep. Uh, and got him a motel room and put him in there. He said, he was, he was, I love a man to pray, but he, we couldn't even sleep. Uh, the man was praying all the time. Well, he said, Harvey and his wife loved the Lord. And their boy, their son, was out in California in the... In the uh, in the Navy, and he was in a submarine to, doing some very dangerous work uh, preventing Japanese from bu- taking up their, their waters off the coast of San Diego, California. Underwater in a submarine. And he said they was having revival. May said, I got up and preached that first night. He said, it was, it was tight. He said, I got up and preached the next night. He said, it was just tight. He said, man, what's wrong? He said, Harvey, they come back to the house and and Miss Mrs. Phillips, Harvey's wife, he said, Son, "Honey, we got to put this in the Lord's hands." He said, "She said, well, I'm worried about my boy. I can't concentrate on the revival. No, worry about my boy." He said, "All right." Next morning, Harvey got up. He said, "I'm going to the woods." He said, "I'll be back after a while." And he took a bottle of water and his Bible. And he went up the woods and he stayed nine o'clock, ten o'clock. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. It was getting long toward the evening. Everybody done eight, getting ready for church that evening. They said about 5 o'clock that evening, Harvey come in. And Brother Gary, they said, Harvey come in. He said, Woo! He said, I heard from God. He said, The Lord told me my boy's going to be all right. Woo! Like that. And, and his wife said, Now, Harvey. I'm down here now. Come down. And he said, honey, it's going to be all right. We're, he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. And, uh, and she said, now, Harvey, don't go down there to church and, and go cause a big scene and tell everybody that because we don't know. I mean, he may be, we don't know if he's dead or alive. He said, no, God told me. He said he's going to be fine. And so he went to church that night and he said it busted loose. They had a big service, a wonderful time. And he said, uh, he said the next day, about two or three o'clock that evening, he said there was a knock on the door. Mrs. Phillips went to the door and it was a, a guy, a Western Union delivery, delivering a telegram. He said, are you Mrs. Phillips? She said, yes, yes. Oh my goodness, what is this? And she, she scared her to death. She opened it up and it was from her son. And he said, mama, everything's all right. We docked in the coast of California yesterday evening about the same time that Harvey got the victory down there in the woods. And he said, Mama, everything's all right. He said, Mama, everything's all right. Oh, yeah, Mama went, Woo! She got the shout. Harvey, Harvey, I got the telegram. He's all right. Harvey said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, Why ain't you shouting? He said, I got my shouting done yesterday when I got my telegram. He said, I got one from heaven. And he said, Everything's all right. And I'm going to tell you tonight, people, that's the same God that me and you serve. We serve the same God as Abraham, Isaac, David, Moses, every one of them. God's hand's not weak that it cannot save. His ear's not heavy that it cannot hear. God's able to do the same thing tonight as He ever could if somebody will pray. Lord, have mercy. It's time to pray up. It's time to pray up. Well, let me say quickly tonight, it's time to pay up. Uh Uh-oh. 
Don't everybody shout all at the same time. Time to pay up for all you backsliders that ain't been given like you're supposed to. Oh, Brother Danny, you don't know I'm having a hard time. Ain't no wonder. You quit stealing God's money, the Lord might bless you a little bit. Amen. I tell you what, you give God what belongs to Him and give an offering on top of that and you'll be better off. You'll always be better off. Years ago, I was preaching uh, uh, to our church and I was telling them, I was telling them, I said, now look, y'all, we need to, we need to, everybody give, we was raising money going to work, move in our new building, the building that we're in now. And I said, I've been telling people at church, I said, everybody needs to give extra. This is important. Dig down deep, people. God bless you something. Let's everybody give. Everybody give. And uh, I've been preaching it to them. One day I went to uh, the post office, or the mailbox, and I got back and put my mail. I remember I laid it down on the washing machine when I come in the back door. And there was, a, there was a letter in there from my insurance company. And I think it was my uh, homeowner's insurance. And I was, ugh. I hate them letters, don't you? Don't you hate to go to the mailbox and there's there the insurance deal again. Uh, that, I, that's, that's the most sickening feeling. Bills. And, and uh, I said, I ain't going to open that. I, I come that close to it in the trash can. And I said, well, I might as well look at it. It went up or something. And I opened it up. And for some reason or another, I don't know why, they're doing some refunds or something. And they sent me a check for $106. $106 from the insurance company, Danny Castle. I said, well, hallelujah. Glory. And right when I pulled that check out and started to fold it up, the Lord said, now, Danny, you've been telling everybody at church to give. You ever had that happen to you? Big mouth like you shut up. And, and I said, yeah, but this is $106. And it, he said, now, you've been telling everybody at church to give extra. Now, if you'd have thrown it away, you'd have never even known you had it. And I argued with him back and forth there. You ever, the Lord ever put on your heart to give, maybe to give something to somebody or something, and you, well, that ain't really the Lord. You know? <laughs> you know, and, and, and you feel that little knot inside your stomach. And, you know, and I, I went back and forth there a little bit, and finally I said, you know what? That's right, Lord. You're right. And so I, I signed it. I signed it, folded it up, put it in my wallet where I keep my tithes every week. And when it comes Sunday, I reach out in that little pocket and I pull them out. That's where I put my, every week when I get my check cash, I put my ties in my wallet. Sunday comes, I pull everything that's out in that one little compartment. That's God's money. That ain't mine. That ain't mine. Ain't nobody else's. That's God's money. And uh, uh, so I, I forgot all about it. Put it in there. Sunday morning came and I, I put my ties in there and throw that check in there for $106. I felt good. I said, praise God. My, my conscience is clear. I felt, I felt good about it. And you know what? Uh, I forgot about that, Brother Gary. And about two weeks later, I was preaching in a little church down in South Carolina, about an hour and a half from where I live. And it was a small crowd. It wasn't near as many people as they are here tonight. Maybe about half of how many people is here in this uh, service tonight. And I got up there and I preached my head off. And I tried to do the best I can. And the preacher got up. And he, he give them that normal speech that preachers give, you know, gas is high, uh, let's help this. You know how they, preachers always go through that big list, huh? He's, he's wore out his tires, he, he's about blowed the motor in his vehicle, you know, let's make everybody feel guilty so they help a poor old guy out. And uh, uh, he said, now Brother Danny drove a long way and, and we won't be a blessing to him and everything. And so they took him an offering. And when he gave it to me, it was a little, a little roll of money, you know. They give you a roll, looks that big, but it's all one, about $35. <laughs> you, you think you've hit, 
<laughs> and uh, and that's okay. I didn't care. I didn't even think about. It. I didn't get preached for money, no way. Uh, but uh, I stuck it in my pocket, and I got up the road and stopped to eat or something and pulled that out or something. Got home anyway. My way till I got home. But anyway, I pulled it out and I started laying it out, and they, there was about thirty-five dollars in there, one, and there was a check in there from that church. It said to Reverend Daddy Castle, a hundred and six dollars. I kid you not. If I, my hand to heaven, that's true. I said, the Lord said, there's your $106 back. And 35 to boot for doing what I wanted you to do. I said, woo! Hallelujah! That's the truth, people. Now let me ask you something. What's the odds of a church writing you a check for $106? What a weird number. Couldn't cheapskate round it off to 110 <laughs> That's what we'd always done. You know, if offering was... If offering was 80, you would give them 100. Good night. And, uh, and I said, 100. And the Lord did that on purpose. And I'm telling you, I cashed a fool out of that one, buddy. I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed that 106. I did. That's the truth. You know what? And I went up road and I thought, you know what? That's a good, that's a God. It's time that we learn how to give again. It's time that we learn how to do what we're supposed to. I'm not doing that because I'm asking. I don't want your money. I, I'm telling you, do you want to be blessed by God? You want to be blessed by God? You pay up. Time to pay up. It's time to pray up. It's time to perk up. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. What time is it? It's time to pray up. It is time to perk up. It's time to pay up. And then I want to say third, or lastly tonight, it's time to pack up. Say amen. It's time to pack up. You know what you do when you pack? You're getting ready to go somewhere. I, I know. Coming up here on this trip, we had suitcases laying on the floor. My suitcase is laid on the floor all summer. I ain't even put it up. I brought the same clothes I had the last trip. Uh, last week where I preached in Virginia, I throw it out on the bedroom floor and, and wash them, throw them right back in there. And you make sure you got shirts and you make sure you got church clothes and you make sure you got uh, uh, casual clothes and you make sure you got tennis shoes and you make sure you got your razor and toothbrush and, and you make sure you got this. You make sure you got enough. I made sure that everything... I I, you have to put some time and thought into that. Uh, she was over there packing them kids' clothes and uh, packing Frankie's pants, packing his, his shirts, and he's, he wears little bow ties. And, and Molly's packing her stuff. And you know what? You know why we was getting ready to go somewhere? We was getting ready to go somewhere. Listen, people, uh, I, I, I don't know if some of y'all are going to heaven or not. I don't ever see you packing. Uh, are, are you getting packed up? Uh, what does that mean? Get your stuff in order. Get your heart right. You know what the old song says? Uh, Jesus is coming. You better get your business right, buddy. You better get your business right, people. You better pack up because we're fixing to leave out of here. You know what time it is? It's time to pack up, brother. It's time to pack up. Glory to God, brother. It is time to pack up, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to pray up. It's time to pack up. When you're going to move out, it's time to pack your clothes. Make things right with God. Make things right with your parents. Make things right with your mom and daddy. With your husband. With your wife. Get it straight at work. Pay your bills. Get your business straight, brother. It's time to pack up because we're leaving out of here one of these days. Amen. This stupid, woke business crowd trying to tell us, trying to tell us all they're trying to do is hinder us from being ready to meet the Lord. Now, years ago, I used to have a savings account at the bank. Don't have one no more. I have a checking account, but I don't have a savings account. Yeah. And when you have a savings account at the bank, you go down there and uh, let's say I'm trying to save some money and I put, say, like $100 in the bank. All right? 
I go down there, I got a hundred dollars in the bank. Now, next time I get paid, let's say I go down there and I put fifty dollars in the bank, got a hundred and fifty. All right, the next week a bill comes up that's seventy five dollars, and I have to go down there and withdraw something else, so how much I got left? Seventy five. I got seventy five left in the bank. And then uh, I do pretty good the next couple of weeks and put two hundred in. I got two hundred and seventy five. And then something comes up that I need fifty, I go down and draw fifty, I got what? Two hundred and twenty-five, and uh, what'd you say? <laughs> I'll do a little business with him, uh, 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 but it, I'm just kidding with you, man. Uh, and he said uh, I, I got two hundred twenty-five. All right, then I I get I get uh, a payday, and I put another. I got three hundred twenty-five, yeah. and then something comes up. Got to pay a hundred. Got two hundred twenty-five, and I make those little withdrawal deposit, withdrawal deposit, and you deposit more than you withdraw, deposit more than withdraw. So your savings account's growing. You know what? One day, one day I go down. And I think you know what? I need all that money. I'm going down to the bank, and I'm going to clean it out. I'll, I'll go down there and tell that lady, I said, look, whatever I got in there, I need it. I'm making the big withdrawal. And take it off. Now, you know, that's exactly what the Lord's doing. That's what the Lord's doing. The Lord has a savings account. When you get saved, He saves you. He puts you as a safety deposit box. When you get saved, like that young man, give that testimony a minute ago, He puts you in a safety deposit. You know what He does? If, if ten people get saved in this revival, He puts ten in. And then you have a couple of Christians die, that's Him making a withdrawal. You got eight left. And then he, put, he deposits about ten more somewhere else. And then when a Christian dies, he, dep- he makes a withdrawal. Every time a Christian draw, dies, that's God making a withdrawal and taking what's His out of this world. But you know what the Lord's going to do one of these days? One of these days, brother, He's going to come and He said, I'm going to clean it out. I'm going to every one of them that's mine, every little boy, every little girl, glory to God, hallelujah. I want every, every mamma, every papa, every mama, every daddy, every teenager, I'm t- Telling you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he's gonna clean it out one day. He said, All of you, come up hither. I'm closing my account. We're all going. And one of these blessed days, hallelujah, one of these glorious mornings, the trumpet's gonna sound, thank God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to greet the Lord in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. He's coming, he's coming. You better pack up if you're going with us. You're here tonight and you're not going. You better pack up. The old song says, I'm packed and ready to go. Somebody's getting a song right quick. Said there's an old woman one time. And these kids was, Grandma was sitting reading the house, reading the Bible. And his kids, his kids come out and she said, why does your grandma read the Bible all the time? And she said, well, I don't know. I guess she's cramming for her finals. And that's exactly right. That's exactly why Grandma read the Bible all the time. She's cramming for her finals. I don't know about you tonight, but knowing the time me and you are living in, it ain't no time to be messing around, people. This, Lord, have mercy, this ain't no time to be slacking up. It's time to get in this thing with all of your heart. And I'm going to ask Christians here tonight, what time is it? Time to pack up. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. No one.